Hello everyone. Um, I hope you are looking forward to this session that, as my friends and colleagues said, it's Roman's edition. Um, so we agreed that we're going to go as per our usual order, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, so the four movies that we have today are French Kiss, The Mirror Has Two Faces, uh, Pillow Talk, and While You Were Sleeping. So, Annie. Hello. So I chose French Kiss. Uh, this movie means a lot to me personally because it's one of my mom's favorite. And it, we, we didn't even have it on DVD. We had it on VHS at home. Oh, gee. And yeah, and we still have it on VHS. And I love this movie. Uh, my mother is a huge Meg Ryan fan. So Meg Ryan has always been like a, you know, steady figure in our house. And this movie is just all around amazing and great and just super funny. And uh, I thought it would be perfect for our bonus week. So a little trivia. So this movie stars Meg Ryan, Kevin Klein, and Timothy Hutton. It was uh, primarily shot in Paris, France. And it was shot in 1995. So we're talking about, for some of you kids, an oldie. For some of us, just <laughs> a good day. Some of you kids can get out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so the director is uh, Laure Lawrence Kasdan. And I I checked him and he, he hasn't done like a huge amount of movies but he works uh, very closely with Kevin Klein. They have collaborated in a lot of movies together. So I think this is a really cool one because this feature film is actually Meg Ryan's first feature film as a producer. Oh, nice. Yeah, and the part for, of Kevin Klein was actually earmarked for Gerard Depardieu. Oh, oh. Oh, no offense. No. no. Wait, who is that? Um, the guy who was in the French show, Council, or what the French, like the original guest, Council Monte Cristo, the guy who's the chef in Last Holiday. Uh, oh, I, oh my God. Yeah. Or, oh, wow. All in English. Gerard de Bardu. Yeah, the Iron Mask. That's the movie, oh. right? <laughs> Which one? Iron Mask. Yeah, the Iron Mask. Yeah. Oh, yes. Man in, the iron, man in the Iron Mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. El hombre de la máscara de hierro. <laughs> He's one of the musketeers. Yeah. Right? Um, I think, yeah. Yeah. So Kevin Klein, uh, of course, the, the part went to Kevin Klein. Um, I'm not uh, fluent in French, but I do think his French is incredible and that he did like a really, really good accent. <laughs> So for this, he had a professor to coach him with the French and he studied French. He did study French in high school, but he didn't learn how to speak it until he went to like the French Alliance in New York and studied constantly with this dialect coach for the movie. Good the record. film was yeah. originally titled Paris Match, but uh, the one person who complained was Billy Crystal because he said that um, a lot of people would confuse the movie with his Forget About Paris movie. Oh. which was also shot in 1995. So they changed the name. Okay, so uh, the movie has the two guys in the movie, uh, Kevin Klein and Timothy Hutton. 
uh, had already won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. So Timothy Hutton won for uh, Ordinary People and uh, Kevin Klein won for one of the best movies ever, A Fish Called Wanda. Yes. Which of course he does the best. Yeah. Part. Have you all seen it before? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah so what do you think? It's one of my, it's, I think it's one of my favorite romantic comedies. Yeah. yeah. I've always Honestly. thought that their last kiss is one of the best ones ever. Mm -hmm. You know, when they're in the vineyard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you know, because there's like French fashion and she, I don't know. I think Meg Ryan also does a great work because you can see that she's very steep at best, you know, like very, mm. sorry, but American. And then mm -hmm. as the movie goes on, she kind of lets it go. And it's what they say that he really turns on a light in her. Mm. Yeah. But you know what I do like, even though she is playing that typical American, you, you don't find her annoying still, you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, yeah no, she's because she's still very like loose and you know, like yeah. with her she's gestures and the way she talks and like, I don't know, it's so, when she's on the plane, yeah, of course, like, you know, you see that in the way she's dressed, but yeah, I still think like her goofy character still comes out yeah. like throughout and that's what I love about Meg Ryan. Yes. Yeah. I really and like Kevin Klein, Kevin Klein is just uh, very attractive anyway, yeah, sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not true. No, I was going to say that I, I I really love the chemistry as well because they fall into stereotypes without making it what we want to discuss them. Like, he's the typical American, he's the typical friend, you know, he's uptight, he's always thinking about sex. And they show that for the first half an hour and then it really, you forget about it. Like, at mm -hmm. some point in the movie, you don't you don't see those stereotypes anymore, you know? It's just, they become like a world together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love it when they when they become a team. Yeah. Mm. Like it, it, when they take the train and then she knows about the necklace. Yeah. And Are like, you looking for this? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And then she just runs. I will say that I, I've seen this movie a hundred times and it's always a movie that makes me feel good about myself. And it's one of those movies that you really just don't think about um, when you're watching it because you're like, with a constant smile on your face and laughing. And you would think that after watching it for so many times, you would get tired of the jokes, but like mm. the, the all men are bastard scene, I think is one of the best scenes ever in a romantic comedy, just how she says it. Of course you know each other. Oh, you bastards know each other. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's so perfect. But this time, because we're, I'm now watching all the movies that were, that we're um, analyzing, I was thinking that I actually love the fact that, of course, Meg Ryan is blonde and beautiful, but they're not the typical stereotype couple, you know? she She's not sexualized in any way. She has, you know, she can be have an annoying personality from time to time. He, I mean, Kevin Klein is super attractive, don't get me wrong, but they don't show him as a as an attractive man in no, the movie. No, they don't even save him. Like, he's, he has been exactly. saved. Yeah. yeah. And the the antagonists are actually the pretty people because yeah. uh, Juliet is just a bombshell. I mean, yeah. gorgeous. I mean, those legs, when she's coming down the elevator, it's like, girl, just get out. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> so I really, really love that they show this side of normal people 
you know, falling mm -hmm. in love. And for that in the 90s where everything was very, you know, uh, sexualized, it's, mm -hmm. it's a really good, it's, a, it's refreshing. I mean, she I really has like, like a shit attack on a train because of her lactose intolerance. Yeah. Like, it's great. Exactly. Who exactly. did that in the no, 90s? Yeah, they make her they make her have you know be a little ditzy and just crazy and uh, I don't know it's it I really like that they went that way. It reminded me a little bit of um, I don't know if you guys have seen Frankie and Johnny with Michelle Pfeiffer and Al Pacino. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, because it's an incredible movie and Michelle Pfeiffer is actually one of the most prettiest women in mm. the world. Um. But they don't set her out to be. Yeah, they've made her like complete opposite of that. Completely yeah. different um, in this movie. So I really, really like that they did this with. Okay, uh, we need to watch with, that. Okay. With Meg good. Ryan and yeah, and Kevin Klein. And if you haven't watched Frankie and Johnny, for my friends here and the kids listening to us, go see that movie. And okay, really, I think we've got a homework now. Yeah, I mean, if you love. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer and Al Pacino's dynamic in Scarface. This is like the complete opposite of that, and it's like it's still beautiful, and it's just it's, it's just and bad. it's even better. I would yeah. say. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, I don't know. It's a movie that makes me very very happy. I will yeah. say that. I mean, I, there are certain romantic comedies that I love, and it's like, oh yeah, it's it's a sweet movie. But French Kiss makes me happy. Me too. Like yeah. actual genuine happiness. Yeah. It's an adventure yeah. film. She goes somewhere new. It's like she yeah. doesn't know anyone and she's thrown into the situation and you're just like, you want to go with her and explore with her. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it's also that, I don't know if it's the pandemic and the lockdown or what, but <laughs> I was seeing the house and the vineyards, like I moved there in a split second. With modern yeah. time. When like, I first saw that film, that was when I had the idea. I was like, I'm going to get a plant. And I will plant this plant, and, and I will grow a necklace, and it. I will grow a vineyard. I was like, that was when my dream. Um, Sabrina, do you actually know that there might be a lot of spiders in that house? You know, it's in nature, right? Yes. You know, it's outside. I have accepted my fate, but I'm hoping that I will have psychological help beforehand, so that I will, I will go into the house. Um, You'll basically do like uh, Meg Ryan's training, but instead of in a plane, it will be like with exactly. Yeah, oh exactly. my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, okay. I mean, I survived in Leche in that in that with the lizards. That's true. It's yeah, like, and everyone oh. walked out deaf. So you walk down the cliff to get to a beach. You can live with spiders. Exactly. That was so fun. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Mm. Yeah, we survived. We but triumphed. Yeah. We triumphed. Yeah. We triumphed. <laughs> So because of the we triumph, I thought that maybe I, I was thinking out loud. Um, would you mind giving like the best part that you liked of the movie and like a good quote that you liked from the movie? The 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 this is good. Okay, hold on. This is gonna be uh, mm -hmm. quote. Can I just see. do the bastards one? Because I think that's like yeah, of course. yeah. Because okay. yeah, I mean that's it's the classic. most memorable. That's my favorite line. But I'm just trying to think more romantic. Something that says more deep. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. Um, and favorite. So well, when well, he. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I no, think. no, go on, go on. Go on. No, no, please. No, I was going to say the more than uh, a quote. I really like uh, the joke about Bob, Bob, Bob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that Bob, really. one joke this time. I re yeah. I rewind. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Yeah. I went back. Bob. Bob, Bob Dylan. 
Um, I was gonna say when he says he, he I want he's like I want you. Oh yeah. And then yeah. the sad the second time he says it, he literally says I just want you. I want mm -hmm. you. I want him to want me. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, all men are bastards. And specifically, oh, of course, all you bastards know each other. Yeah. That just yeah. kills me. Yeah. Another yeah. another quote that made me laugh a lot this time was, I don't like it when you say it with your face all scrunched. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he goes and says, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, this is, it's just a brilliant yeah. film. Yeah. Did you guys so notice nice. that uh, Bub was the guy from London Shop? Yeah. 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 Oh, and I one of the first things I said was like, because back when we noticed after we'd actually watched the film at the time, it's like he's aged nicely. <laughs> like oh, he yeah, looks much, way better yeah. now than. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of those. Yeah. And best part? I'm not even going to go for worst parts because I don't agree with anything that you would probably say. So I'm going to keep do this. I one. Oh, when God. the credits roll. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> okay, I'll agree with that one. Um, I think I'm going to stick with the vineyard case. I mean, okay. it's perfect. I think when like okay it's very typical but when she comes out in the dress and he's like looking at her and then they and then they start to dance and he's like whispering in her ear i just i love that it's just like what oh. does he say to her you know when she when she falls into the car of the of the desserts and then they go back up to the room what does he say to her Did i you wonder if you were going to yeah he says i was thinking of that scene yeah he said something to her yeah. um he you're supposed to like why are you why are you acting like an animal? He says something like that, yeah. no? And it's like uh and then she goes, uh, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I'm a simple girl. <laughs> use yeah. the chorus I use the corresponding emotion for the because it is true, you know, that, that happens and actually it's always been displayed as something female that it happens with men as well, you know, it's like with all these ways of yes, no, it's like, well, if you want to say yes, say yes. If you want to say no, say no, you know? Yeah. So I really like that part, yeah. 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 Um, and the train so, kiss as well. I, like I, I was going to say, the, and the train kiss, mm. just that, when he, that's when he know he realizes mm. that he's like a turning point of the movie. Yeah. When he develops yeah. feelings mm -hmm. too, yeah. And also like a, you go girl moment <laughs> is when she's, um, when she's uh, with them on the beach and yeah. she's being like really, really kind and like, oh, la la la, I don't care. But then she she says, I was really, really upset because um, I didn't want, I, I, I didn't know what to do. I it, was I going to let this little pretentious, and this is before I met you, yeah. bitch, <laughs> part of my friend. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. It's, um, but yeah, my favorite, I, I will say that um, uh, this time around, my favorite moment was use the corresponding emotion for the corresponding. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's a good one. It's a strong one. Yeah. Yeah. Solid movie. So, yeah. So that was French Kiss, you guys. Um, if you haven't seen it, go, go watch it. Watch it with friends. Watch it with your parents. Watch it with someone you love or even someone you don't like. But go watch the movie. Until yes. my turn. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I chose Josh uh, while you were sleeping. Uh, basically, basically because I felt like um, throwback Thursday. <laughs> yeah. No, it's basically because, um, as I've mentioned on previous podcasts, uh, we didn't have many 
videotapes from because my mom had a thing about buying them. Uh, but it was the kind of movie that whenever I saw it was on TV, it would like get me excited. It would, I was like, oh my God, there it's on, it's on TV. So I was just like, close myself in whatever room I was. And it's like, don't talk to me for two hours. And I would watch it and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So I'm going to give you a little bit of trivia because I found a very good website. Um, so this movie is from 1995. It stars Sandra Bullock and uh, Bill Pullman, um, mainly, who is beautiful <laughs> in this movie. Uh, and then you also have uh, Peter Gallagher as a, as a supportive actor. And it was directed by John, excuse me, John Turtle Top. Um, anyway, so I'm going to go quickly through the... Um, through the trivia. Basically, the part was offered to Julia Roberts, but she um, she turned it down. Um, then Sandra Bullock was the first cast member to join, so that might have um, brought attention. Uh, the paper boy, who's seen I Loved, uh, from, like from the first <laughs> time I watched it, he was not intended to fall. Uh, he actually, oh, no. yeah, yes. he, he actually broke uh, broke his wrist. In that scene, and they decided to leave it in the movie. <laughs> Is it bad that it's one of the funniest scenes? It's uh, the best. It's the best. Leave these scenes in, like the girl who trips in a fetter. No, like the yeah, like the no, the takes that have gone like horribly wrong are all the ones that they've yeah. used in the end. Because mm-hmm. you know, in um, Anne Hathaway's uh, what's it called, uh, the um, Princess uh, Diary, you said. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You know when she's walking on the stairs and then she falls. She's talking to her friend. And the bodyguard is playing basketball. It's in the court. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And she's on the bleach. That was real. Yeah. yeah, that was real. She was not oh. into, like, she was not supposed to fall. Yeah. yeah it she so laughed real. and didn't cry, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only if, well, this is not very important, but only a few of the hospital scenes were filmed in an actual hospital. Uh, the Callahan's house is real and it's based in Illinois. Bam, bam, bam. The first version of the film reversed the, the world. So basically, it was a New York City fish salesman who sports a lovely Scandinavian woman in the streets. Before he can introduce himself, she is hit by a newspaper truck and ends up in a coma. Uh, the sexes were eventually reversed uh, when it was suggested to Sullivan and Libo that a man following a woman seemed too predatory. So basically, um, yeah, that was the 90s. Hits. Wow. Yes. Good on the 90s then. Yes, yeah. Uh, then the Chicago Transit Authority granted the film special special access. So basically, all the booth scenes were uh, in a real station, so they had to close it for the filming. Uh, the film and Bullock her first Golden Globe nomination. Oh wow! Yeah, for best actress in a comedy or musical. Wow! Uh, but she didn't take Study Home until 2010 uh, for The Blind Side, of course. And uh, the film earned more than 10 times its budget back, so it did really well at the box office. John Travolta's sister, Margaret, appears in the movie, and she's the nurse who admits Peter into the hospital, so the one who caused all the mess, yeah. And then John Cusack's father, Dick, also appears in the film. He plays Dr. Robin, uh, the elder Cusack got started on his film career later in life, and his small turn in while he was sleeping was only his eighth movie credit. So basically, he's the doctor, you know, the older one. Yeah. Oh, Papa Kusak. And then the last um, information is that the film knocked Bad Boys out of the top spot at the box office. Mm. So right. there you go, a romantic comedy. Was it the first time you watched it? 
No. For, well, for me, I had seen it once before, years ago on my own. So this second time around that I watched it, um, I forgot a few details. But like overall, I remembered the fact that she falls in love with the brother and every, you know, all of that. But I, I forgot like who the actors were, like who was the brother and who like who played. So like a few details I had just forgotten. But yeah, I, I love the film. I love it. I think it's such a, she her character is just so sweet. You can't help but, you know, you just yeah. love her. You're, you're rooting for her. You want her to be happy because she's all alone. I love her neighbor. <laughs> Um, who's in Sopranos, fun fact. Um, (laughs) And um, the actor who plays the brother, what's his name again? Peter. Uh, Peter Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher. The first thing that I said to Belinda, I didn't even remember, I was like, is he, um, is it the actor who plays Casper's dad, uh, the dad in Casper? Oh, sorry, you mean Bill Pullman? Bill Pullman. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then I remembered. I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, I remember now." And yeah, he's very attractive in this film. But yeah, it's a, it's just a very. It's I just love the um, the hominess of it. Is that a word? Yeah, yes. yeah. And it's just nice to see her. You know, she's she doesn't want to leave the, the the family and the situation. She's just happy to to have friends and family around her. But I think yeah, it's a beautiful like concept and um, plot storyline. Everything I just love. Yeah, the whole idea of it. It's really. It's really nice. I'd seen it a few times already, and I loved it. Um, it's one of those films, like it, same with French Kiss. Like it's an easy watch. You get into it. You love the characters. Sandra Bullock. We just love her. So of course, and it's like Sabrina said, she is such a sweet character. It's like you don't, you don't ever really want watch. It. I understand because it's the way it's written and filmed and everything, but you don't ever look at her and judge her for what she's doing because yeah. you just you kind of you understand and feel her position at the same time. And it's like, you know, she's not really meaning any harm, so. Yeah. You know, yeah. I love it. For me, it combines the two things that I love the most in films, which is romance and Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just love Christmas movies. Not so much the Netflix Christmas movies that are now have become in trend, but like the 90s Christmas movie. Like for me, watching the, you know, people eat around the huge table uh, yeah. during the holidays, like talking over each other and like being super funny and one-liners and all of that. I love that crap in movies. I just mm-hmm. love them. I'll watch a Christmas movie like over and over again. So the fact that this one combines both of them is just great. And I agree 100% that you just want to root for Lucy. She's such a sweetheart. Again, not sexualized. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a single woman. She works. It, you know, the scene that breaks my heart is not the scene that you know if she doesn't get the guy or whatever. It's the scene where the boss says, "Can you work Christmas?" Because you're the only one who doesn't have a family. That just breaks my heart. And I don't know. It, it it's a completely easy watch because there's. I mean, there there really isn't like you kind of see what's going to happen, you know? Yeah, but I just love films like that, that you just relax and enjoy them. And Bill Palman, oh my God, if you are listening to this, <laughs> so, so gorgeous in this movie. Yes. Your wife is so very like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you also love the fact that she ends up with a nice guy, you know, because at the end of the day, Peter Gallagher's character, he's just a douchebag. No? Yeah, yeah, and then you find out, yeah. you know, he's he's proposed to a married woman. Yeah, 
Although he does become reformed to a degree by the end of it. So at least he walks out of the experience uh, with the intention of yeah. bettering his habits, I guess. And she um, gets to marry a carpenter, which is so... Yeah. This is the main yeah. thing, yeah. You, you can always trust a guy who just makes you things. Like... Yeah. Um, I think oh, one of the... I think one of the scenes that I like the most are the um, Christmas dinner, but when Jack is there, you know, like when when they're talking about the actors and and they say and Argentina, yes, oh. and Argentina, and then <laughs> they say Dustin Hoffman is only I don't know how many feet, and then he goes like I like to see uh, Dustin Hoffman try to save the Oliver, and you know how <laughs> they're basically having individual conversations and somehow link them, yeah, and the communication between uh, Jack and Lucy with the eyes is just perfect because yeah. they're, they they already start to get intimate to some extent and yet have fun with the relatives. So I think that um, balance is perfect in that scene. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think one of my favorite scenes, it's it's not, not even romantic in the slightest, but it's when um, she goes over to them for the, the day after to actually do Christmas and they're all sitting together and she's just watching them interact as a family and like her expression and it's actually like what Annie said with, you know, her finally sitting there and being with the family. Yeah. yeah. And you're just, yeah. you're feeling so happy for her. Then so it just pans out to the, to the boot on the chimney. Yeah. yeah. To the sock. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually going to say just that, that Christmas scene when the, the sister brings the, um, the present to, to Sandra's uh, character. Oh, and she's just sitting there with it like she doesn't like she's just so happy and like content and i love that yeah 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 it's, it's yeah it's great it's precious and i also like the way they have fun together you know like when they try to take the sofa do i was literally uh, just thinking about yeah. the sofa scene just now yeah, yeah. like when they spill the, the water no, that's a good spot for the sofa when they fall on the ice oh that's a so funny yeah. classic that's so funny mm -hmm. it's yeah and also when he's trying to show her what uh, leaning means. Oh, yeah. Not, not because of the leaning scene, where you're already thinking, oh, please kiss her. But also when, you know, Joe Jr. shows, like, he, he, he enters the scene and he goes, like, because, you know, he's leaning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, told you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Uh, but one of the details that I like the most about the movie there are two things, uh, one that I love and one that I hate about this movie. The one I love is when he gives her Florence because it links to his dad's She Gave Me the World. Um, so that always, yeah, it's the kind of movie that warms my heart, you know, because um, you have all sorts of romantic comments. You want you have the ones that make you laugh, you have the ones that warm your heart, you have the ones that are just entertaining. This one is, you know, heartwarming. Like, it's I don't know, it's, it's sweet. And that scene I love. The one I hate is when she takes the Oreo and... Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. Okay. I hate... Like, whenever... Every time I see it, I'm like, your cat feeds off that thingy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, why would you put your Oreo in that thingy? Like, I don't know that... if that happened, but it literally looked at me. She's like, did you see what she just did there? I was like, yes, I did. And please, I can't believe it. That was literally it. That's, it's true. That's, it. That's the only thing that disturbs me. And I'm like... <laughs> No, just stop it. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's true. It's disturbing, it's is what it is. Maybe it, it just shows how lonely she is and she just wants to have, you know, like to share like I get something it. with, you know, her loved one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, That's but, the only thing that I can think of. 
No, but you do like Ross, you know? You give ice cream to your monkey and then you throw the ice cream away. You don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't eat from the same place. It's just yeah. sanitary. It's just... Yeah. So that's the only thing I don't like about the movie, I think. I, um, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Do you guys want to do, by the way, uh, like Annie did, favorite scene or favorite quote? Or... Oh, yeah. Uh, no question. Okay. I, I, did it, I did it because I was thinking about it today, but like, whatever you yeah. guys want for your movie. But I like that because it's like a nice little round off to each film. So to be fair. Okay, so what was it? Favorite scene? Favorite quote? Yeah, yeah. I, I chose favorite quote and favorite scene. Okay, so um, guys, favorite scene. And I'm gonna go close my doors in the meantime. My, well, mine, well, yeah, because I mentioned it before and my favorite part is when she goes to for Christmas and she's just sitting with the okay. family. Same, yeah. Yeah. Favorite quote? Quote I can't think off the top of my head. I think I just like the end where she just does the title shout out because it's really cute. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. And it also implies that the relationship has continued. Obviously, like I mean, I know they get married, blah blah blah. But it's just like it's like oh, later he asked me this question, and you know, I said oh. it's cute. That's cute. Yeah. Um, favorite scene. I really, really enjoy when um, uh, when Jack quizzes her in the hospital. In front of all the mm. family members. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it, and then she ends up winning because she randomly found out that Peter only has one testicle. So yeah. uh, that scene, that scene is really good. Like, yeah, she was lucky she ran into that guy. Otherwise, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that one. scene. And my favorite quote. So I'm not going to go with. Okay, I'll go different, but because he gave me the world or he took me to Florence for our honeymoon and all of that is gorgeous and beautiful and you know I'm a big softie at heart so that works but one of the one the one that made me laugh was when he rips his jeans and says do you have a pair of extra pants <laughs> if you fit into my pants I'll kill myself <laughs> yeah I love that one as well yeah, yeah I, I really love that quote yeah um yeah. So for a scene, I'm, I'm going to go with Christmas, the one I told you about, you know, Austin Hoffman saving the Alamo. <laughs> uh, for quotes, I have two, two very special moments. One is when she says, uh, can you think of a reason why I shouldn't marry Peter? And he says, I can't. And that proves, you know, the kind of person that he is, that he wouldn't, I don't know, jeopardize his relationship with his brother, you know, like he's loyal. Um, and then also that this very intimate moment in that fake wedding when she when he goes like why didn't you tell me anything and she just says because I didn't know how to yeah and you know that it's very cute yeah I like that one that's true yeah this is like a really like a good romantic comedy just it's like the perfect feel yeah good feel, feel good feel good yeah yeah mm -hmm. funny just family and you can be classed as a Christmas film yes. Yeah. And, he, and you're right, and I think that's what partly what lends to the wholesome feel as well. Yeah, you've got that because any Christmas American kind of Christmas vibe to it, big yes. family. And yeah. I've always been like mm. envious of American Christmases, literally. Annie, what you've said about the the families and you know, sitting at the table and yeah. Um, just to finish off with the movie, I think one of my favorite characters is the grandmother. Yes, the grandfather oh. or the grandmother. The grandmother. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. you know, because the, the scene at the church is very good as well. And when she just goes like, um, I prefer mass in Latin because you don't understand what they're saying. That's <laughs> the, point. It's just perfect. the character is brilliant.
Sorry, I just um, burped kind of. Sorry, guys, for viewers, if you heard that. Again, you literally could have said nothing and no one would have known anything. No one would have noticed. <laughs> um, so, okay, yay. so that's that with while you were sleeping. Yeah. All right. What's next. Let me take you all the way back <laughs> to the 1950s, <gasps> ladies and gents and viewers. <laughs> so. For some of the kids watching, <laughs> that is pre pre. <laughs> That's a real decade. 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 So, a different one, even for its time. Pillow Talk, 1959, starring Rock Hudson, Doris Day, and Tony Randall, which the chemistry on this film, if you ask me, is aces. Um, it was directed by Michael Gordon. Uh, I have to throw something out to the costume because it was just gorgeous. Uh, Bill oh my Thomas. God, I love how she dresses. Oh, right, and I'll, I'll get into this in a bit with trivia as well because it's it's everything. But So the guy was called Bill Thomas and all of her specific wardrobe was custom made by this guy called Jean-Louis, who's, uh, I don't know, he was obviously a big, big guy at the time. Ross Hunter, the producer, he convinced uh, the owner of the Palace Theatre in New York to have him play the film for just two weeks. And would you know it, it ended up becoming a box office hit. It was a very popular film at the time. So in terms of characters, it was Rock Hudson's first comedy. And for Doris Day, also the first time she was kind of seen as more of a, a sexualized figure. And for both of them, it was a bit career defining because they were both venturing into something completely different to what they were normally used to playing. On that note, um, the film itself was even for its time quite risque with the innuendos, with the jokes, with the content. Even the film title, Pillow Talk, the companies and the, I can't remember, the Something Film Association didn't actually want it to be screened with that film title. They wanted it to be something else. It was gonna be like, any way the wind blows or something. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Right, and the producer was like, no, 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 no. So he kept it. Apparently Marilyn Monroe wanted to play the role of uh, Jan Morrow, imagine. And Rock Hudson said no three times. And Doris Day eventually was one of the people who helped convince him to join. And they were very, very close friends as well. They had really good chemistry together in general. And they were very, very, like, intimate friends. And that's it. Oh, well, just to summarize the story, two people share the same party line, uh, which basically means that either time either one picks up the phone, their phone conversations can overlap. So when you've got a sexy Casanova on one end serenading a different woman every night and then you've got a very, you know, to herself and put together business lady who's an interior decorator getting frustrated at him, worlds clash. And that's it. What did you guys think? <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. It's, um, I love old movies. Just love them. Holly, what's it called? Gold, gold, this was part of Golden Age, right? The Golden Age, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe like I mean, all, towards late golden age. Yeah, all those actors and actresses are just beyond. I mean, if I really go into depth of you know, if we bring it back to the twenty first century, there are so many things that is that are wrong with it. But who cares? You have to it's, watch it as know, a product of it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just I'm, watch I'm, it in its own. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm actually surprised with the strong leading character that they gave her. So. Yeah. She lives, she lives on her own. She has her own career. She's a she's a strong businesswoman. Yeah. Um, so that for 1959, yeah, yeah. that's quite a thing. Mm. Yeah. And I think she also 
uh, makes it a point when she goes to the bank and he says, well, if you were pregnant, you know, you would have to, you would get it, you would get the, she wants like like a loan or something you you would get the loan for sure and she says well you have to be married to get pregnant and i'm single and you know it's yeah that's when uh when she wants her own line oh when yeah. she wants her own line that's like true. it's like it's an emergency situation and she's like well yeah. i'm not in that kind of emergency being a single exactly. woman yeah exactly so it's um i don't know why i said bank why did i say bank well, anyway <laughs> um, focus honey focus i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry uh, but yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I, I, I don't know. It's w to be honest, the two things that just wow is the chemistry between them mm -hmm. because I did not know that he was gay. Oh, mm -hmm. yes. what do you mean you didn't know? Until I didn't when? know he was gay until like you watched the film. Uh, I think I knew because my mom had a big crush on him. Until she found out, well, I mean, not until then she found out that he was gay and she had to live with it. Yeah, no, I didn't know. And I, wow. I looked him up and he died, he died of AIDS. Yes. Yeah. 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 And actually one of his last interviews was conducted on her little talk show. She used to do host a talk show on her farm. I read that. Yeah. And it's really sad if you see the clip, actually, because he, he does look so different. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. could see. And he was only yeah. 59, right? He was young. He was very young. He was very, very young. Yeah. yeah. And then... Um, Something that uh, I also found uh, like really cool about this is that Doris Day died a year ago. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like just now in May 2019, she was like 98 or something. Yeah, yeah. she, she lived a really good life. life. Yeah, yeah. But anywho, going back, uh, the chemistry between them two, which mm -hmm. was incredible, I really really liked it, and. Her wardrobe. Oh my god! I mean the whole, I mean just the whole aesthetic of of the film, the colors, even her bed, yeah, with the silk sheets. I mean, well, that's why I said to Belinda in the school ring. We need to make sure we have the costume just for this film yeah. at least. I mean, just yes. she get they get all the points because mm. all her dresses, her shoes, her furs. And I'm not yeah. into furs. There was just, a couple hundred thousand worth of jewelry that was also lent for the film. I think they mentioned no the way. name in the credits, yeah. But um, and I kept the tab open just because I wanted to see how much it was. It was pretty expensive. I mean, for, just for incredible, time, even incredible. Five hundred thousand yeah. worth of jewels just for Doris Day to wear. Nineteen fifty-nine, which is actually imagine. mentioned in the movie about the inflation and the. What two hundred thousand dollars mean in nowadays? Yeah, well nowadays, like then. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I mean, just incredible, incredible. So don't get me wrong. I don't. I think because we're so used to watching Marilyn Monroe or an Audrey Hepburn or you know a Lauren Bacall, you know these like perfectly you know just you know tight skin women. She isn't like this, Doris Day. I mean, you can see that she has like little wrinkles in her eyes. You can see that she's a little bit older. Um, but I just really, really enjoyed that. You know, they, again, they, a normal for the time mm -hmm. woman, you know, mm -hmm. they, they, they didn't go with the Marilyn Monroe. They went with, with Doris Day with her short hair, her bleak, her, like her eyes are just incredible. But her legs, mm -hmm. Her back with the white dress. 
Yeah, yeah that, just that board. And her foot, her arch, when she's yeah. like at the beginning in the credits, like going like this when they're like throwing the little pillows, her <laughs> arch, just the whole, what really captivated me of the movie was the aesthetic of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. That's just it, it, like, it really, yeah. really, really drew me in. And it's the first time that I watched it. So yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you know what it reminded me of the aesthetic? Uh, of um do you know the movie with Renée Zellweger and um what's his name uh Ewan McGregor yes uh the um, the that shitty movie oh. I felt like because I had only I hadn't seen uh Pillow Talk I had seen Down with Love ages ago and I'm sorry I don't like it I'm not a big fan of the movie um uh, but it made me feel like that movie was trying to take the aesthetics from from pillow talk to some extent oh, wow. it reminds me a lot like she had this fur hat and um i don't know the dresses you know it could be an age thing but the whole aesthetic of the movie reminded me of that mm -hmm. and i think what i like the most about the movie is gonna sound shallow but i don't care it's rock hudson oh, my god it's yeah real because the thing is that nowadays don't get me wrong there are men who are very attractive and I like I would I would take them home like this, but it is true that they have to have muscles nowadays. You know they have to be bulky, which is fine sometimes. But you know you have someone like Rock Hudson who wasn't who had muscles, but they weren't like trained, and he had these great arms and shoulder and like his whole pose, and he's very tall, and you just want him to hug you, and it's just like it's perfect. yeah, I, yeah. He was like a real man, you know. Yes, and you know when he's wearing the the, the suit trousers, mm -hmm. the way they fall in his waist, I was just looking at it like, oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, I think what I liked the most is Rock Hudson, and again, the fact that they gave her a very strong, independent woman character, which is yeah. quite a thing for 1959. Major she's she's got her own career focus she's you know quite independent she's got her own place um yeah and then when you know she's having her little monologues and she's like you know you've you've seen a lot of men in your life blah 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 and things like that and it's just like they're being very open about yeah like the, you know he mentions to his friend like he married a stripper at one point yeah and well. even even the final scene when he's carrying her out into the street with her PJs. Apparently this was like a thing for them as well. It was like, like, you know, when the woman's like looking at, at her in the street and then she's like, I'll tell you when you're older to her little child. And this was like a very yeah gay scene. And I also no, like that the, yeah. sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say that I really like that the drunken character is the, the woman, not the man. <laughs> yeah. You know, the maid. Yeah. <laughs> And also um, that she she doesn't fall in love with him while he's a ladies' man, you know. He she falls in love with someone who treats her nicely. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. And I love his Texan accent. That was yeah. just, that made my day. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Good. yeah. This film for me is like it's like a staple in the household, like we all watch it over and over and over again and we'll never get bored of it. We'll go to Warwickshire when we go and visit my mum's aunt and we'll always put Pillow Talk on. It'll be Pillow Talk and Dirty Dancing always. Yeah, um, Yeah, we all love Pillow Talk and 
literally just the whole movie it's beautiful like the aesthetic as Annie was mentioning before like everything it's her apartment it's just stunning um and it shows because she's an interior designer of course she'd have a stunning apartment like even her shower curtains are monogrammed or whatever and her towels and every outfit she wears is just beautiful and um my mum actually goes crazy for one of the outfits the green outfit with the turquoise drink oh, oh yeah first, uh, first date and I think for me it's just their chemistry is just perfect because um I mean it shows because obviously they were very close in real life so it's like the way they laugh with each other it's like it seems so genuine and natural and that's what I love about um the the relationship between the two of them and um even Tony Randall's character he's like I love him yeah it's like he's still like a good like a good friend for her you know he's in he's in love with her and she doesn't you know like him back in that way but yeah he's still so supportive and he wants to be there for her <laughs> I just yeah I just I mean I can't say enough things about Rock Hudson positive things about Rock Hudson um yeah it's just I think it's just I think it's one of my favorite uh romantic comedies for sure yeah I love it questions yeah but firstly I'm, I'm so glad you guys enjoyed it really yeah it was a good watch <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad yeah. um okay so Favorite scene and favorite quote. Um, favorite scene. I have two. Go for it. So I have the roly poly one. I just think it's so adorable <laughs> when they sing. Yeah. I just find it adorable. But I really like when he starts calling all the girls to tell them that um, uh. he fell in love. Because usually nowadays, when you call someone. Uh, when you have to call a long list of people, it's usually, be, you know, it, it involves an STD or now a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> but he's actually trying to reform. So, yeah, um, I really, I really like that scene. And then quotes. Um, I don't remember how it goes, but it's, um, it's with him and the friend that he's like, oh, well, look at the great, you know, Brad Allen now with the rest of us, you know, like, yeah. like, uh, yeah. like um, he, what's, what does he say? Like, um, look at the great, like chopped down with the rest of the, with the rest, of, oh, he's been chopped down and now is with the rest of the logs. Uh, I, I really like that um, because yeah, I mean, he's, he's a Casanova in the beginning and then, you know, he literally gets chopped down because he falls in love, you know, he, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think scene for me will be with the singer when she starts singing, you lied, hound, you lied, dog. And then he goes and winks at yeah. her. <laughs> uh, that was very funny. I love that scene. And then um, quotes. I think I'm going to be boring and say the doctor's quotes. You know, when they think that he's pregnant. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that the time that he's always telling off the nurse saying, like, you're in the way of science, you know, it's like, so both things, the, the, his quotes, which I can't remember uh, by heart, those those were quite quite a thing, yeah. Yeah, the last scene, I'm going to have a baby, we know, and they, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's another good in ending, actually, to a Yeah. 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 I think for me, I love the scene um, when they're on the phone, and he's doing the different voices. Oh, that was so good. Oh, yeah. yeah, because then it's like at one point he laughs so naturally and it's just so, it's just so nice. Um, Did you guys course, notice the fly on her bed? 
no. no. I did, yes, and I was like, is that fly on my screen or it's on in on I her bed? And it's on her bed. No so way. I did like this and there's a fly on her bed. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. We've not noticed yeah, this before. Never. And we've watched it so many times. Mm. Okay, we have to look at this yeah. next time. Yeah. Mm. Um the roly poly scene, because that I like every time it comes on, I just sing it. I sing along. And then literally when Tony Randall's character comes in, lights a cigarette and then you lied, you dog, that that mm. entire scene. And literally just when he winks at her and he just walks off. I just love that. We yeah. like scream at that wink every time. <laughs> it's like the wink is coming. <laughs> it doesn't like a perfect wink, you know? Like, it no, it's not. It's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it stuck, but it's yeah. just so smooth still. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm. My, um, my favorite scene is what Sabrina said. There's this, and I'm I'm a hundred percent sure it's natural. It's a genuine moment. He's on the bed and he's doing the voices, and then he has to he covers the mouthpiece because he's actually laughing so much. The wink, obviously, but also when she realizes and she's playing the song and she hits that last note and he joins in on the singing and it's just and like, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. I really love that quote. Um, I think it will be everything to do with the aftermath of him drinking with Alma. And he says something like she could like out drink well, like the, the, the Russian something government. I don't know what he says, like could use her or something like that. <laughs> it's just the best. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I didn't know that Doris Day was nominated for an Oscar for this movie. Yes. And I forgot to mention that it was her first and only nomination. No way. Focus, yeah. Belinda. Focus, Belinda. I know. I know. Okay. Sabrina. Very good person. Okay. <laughs> and he's, I can see she's very excited for this. Okay, so my choice of film was The Mirror Has Two Faces. I can read the what it's about. Okay. I can read. <laughs> yeah, I can read. <laughs> so acting upon the belief that sex ruins relationships, Gregory marries an until now loveless Rose on the condition that the marriage would be platonic. However, Rose gets physically attracted to him. How can and it not? stars, yeah, of course. <laughs> Except I have a point to make after. Looks perfect, but personality, I feel like very selfish guy. And he's sipping. And he's sipping. <laughs> and he, let, let her sip. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay. Like any like any men, if I may say, but okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay. So um it stars <laughs> it stars the iconic, wonderful, talented everything, Barbara Streisand. The one, the only. My bra. The very attractive um Jeff Bridges, aka the dude as everyone <laughs> might know him as. The the stunning Lauren Bacall, <sighs> um, who had the best one liners in the movie. Mm. Piers Brosnan. Um, in a hobby, though. I mean, yeah. he has nothing to do against Jeff Bridges, but still. Yeah, yeah. And it was in 1996. Trivia. I, ha I have two trivias <laughs> that I really liked. <laughs> um, so the list of actors that were considered for the role of Gregory Larkin, can I just name them all? <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know this. So Richard Gere, Steve Martin. Okay. John Hurd, Tim Allen, Robin Williams, Mel Gibson, Kurt Russell, <laughs> Patrick Swayze, Jeff um, Daniels, Tom oh. Hanks, Bill Murray, <laughs> John Travolta, Billy Crystal, Chevy okay. Chase, Burt Reynolds, Charles Grodin, oh. I'm, I'm still not finished, wait, Michael Keaton, 
Kevin Klein, oh. Steve, oh. Steve Guttenberg, Michael Douglas, Tom Selleck, and Danny Glover were all considered for the role. Jeez. Ooh, Tom wow. Selleck would have been good casting for them. For them yeah. Movie, I think. Yeah. So it's interesting that they uh, went with Jeff. Um, and the other one, while Barbara Streisand was editing the film, she went to a dinner party and was introduced to a man whom she didn't recognize, James Brolin. They later married. Oh, and guess who's James Brolin's son? Yeah, Josh. Josh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wait, uh, was it a party related to this movie? No, no, just a general. I think a dinner, just at a dinner party. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so that's nice. Josh Brolin, by the way, is uh, Phoebe's baby's dad. If you may remember. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so what did you guys think? I know who's seen it yeah. first of all already, everyone. Okay. Well, so yeah, this, we were watching it for the first time. Yeah, both of us. Well, let's start yeah. with you guys. Okay, so going back to Jeff Bridges' character, it made me sad that he didn't want love. Because then in my mind, I'm thinking, but then what is the point? But he wanted a different kind of love. Yeah. That's the thing. And that's why it made me sad that, like, you know, I mean, the speech, Annie, the whole speech. Thank you. Brilliant, yeah. a brilliant speech about love, and it just makes me sad that I never had a lecturer like that. Firstly, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that and the fact that you know what she's talking about and all the things she's saying completely contradicts what he wants from her, and she's so passionate about this, and she, you know, she's clearly she wants love, she loves love, and he doesn't want any of that. So that's just what made me sad about the the whole situation. So I, I mean, technically, his little was it an experiment wasn't really an experiment he just this is just what he wanted I it was a theory you a could theory, say it was yeah. a theory he had and he you know wanted to see how it would play out yeah which he wasn't entirely wrong like i i do get it i'm okay my beef with the film i did not care for his character as a person i i agree with what sabrina said where it's like he's he is very selfish but at the same time i'm not denying that he was trying to do right in his own way. Do you know what I mean? I don't see, like, I understand that he's, he's got this theory, which I makes sense, makes sense to me actually. But I feel what, what I did like about the film was that it had a very different plot. Yeah. It was different, I very different this. to a, your typical it was, yeah. romantic comedy, which is what I liked. It was refreshing. It was different. A completely different take. I loved that. And um, my, my big thing was, for, for me, the film, it, every, she was everything because, of course, how could she not? But be? she's always everything. She is always everything. But more, more to it, I was really rooting for her character, and I feel like ultimately, I'm happy because she did get what she wanted and what she deserved throughout the whole thing on but her own, on her own, on her own terms. And it was her journey of getting there and realizing she doesn't need to do X, Y, and Z to feel happy as a person. But you know what? If she wants to, she can, and she doesn't, you know. It's like, yeah. Can I just say, is it weird that I found her more attractive before she went and did all the 100%. hair stuff? <laughs> um, because I loved it when he did look at her and he's like, yeah. oh, why did you, this is not what I wanted. Like, why did you do this? And for me, this is like the opposite of the Grease moment, you know, which iconic, but we uh, modern day people, obviously you can see the issue with it. So for yeah. me, this took that and totally turned it. And it was like, yes, like, yes, exactly. Great. Fantastic. Mm. Whereas Pierce Brosnan only <laughs> her for the first time at that point yeah oh yeah true yeah which I, I was like yeah which i guess yeah. then makes sense for his theory in a way 
because it, I mean at the end of the day you you want to be compatible and you know share interests but and... also define attraction because everybody's different and it's a very subjective thing yeah but I feel like there needs to be attraction there of course because then it's to me then it becomes more of a friendship rather than but then if you're looking at it objectively like objectively speaking yes she was the more like sexy pretty woman with the, the great hair when she changed mm. but ultimately that's not what he was attracted to yeah but was he attracted to her before he was attracted to something in her and that's what brought him closer to her and by the end when he's when they're apart and he's feeling her absence and he's realizing the extent of his feelings towards her and he does see her it's kind of like this is this is the opposite of what I ever wanted. He's like you. He he realizes in that moment that he had everything he could possibly want already, but he just didn't allow himself to see that because he was against the whole idea in the first place. Mm. I think there are a few points of the movie that they don't age that well. Like for example, the fact that the two male characters are mingling with very young, attractive women, and how he loses his mind around them and like that's something that I find that doesn't work that well nowadays even though I can understand why in 1995 96 that was a good idea um like for example I find Elma Person's character very uncomfortable yeah oh. yeah she makes me feel very uncomfortable <laughs> and he makes me feel very uncomfortable when he's around her as well you know because I'm thinking like okay get, get a grip man mm, yeah um, so yeah, it's, I think that's that's a that's a pity because he makes uh, I really like his best friend. I think he's a very strong supportive actor in the movie because he's very witty. He's he's a good guy, but the fact that he's all going out with really young, attractive women it makes it hard for me to love him fully. Yeah. Who he also admits like, oh, we have nothing in common. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, also, I feel very identified, and I think like probably 90% of the female demographic uh, in the world feels identified with the fact that families can be very painful in the way you see yourself, even though they don't mean to. Like, they they love you, they want to take care of you, they want the best for you, but yet they make some comments, like little drops, that they get to your head and then they make you see yourself in a way that it's not accurate. Yeah. And I think this movie pictures it perfectly. And I, I feel really identified with it. So that I like, and I really like her character. She's witty. She she manages him very well. Yes, uh, him being as old as he is, and I don't know. Yeah, I love her wit in the movie. It's just amazing. Yeah, and I really like that. It's what you said, guys. That her redo, or you know, when when she suddenly becomes attractive and blah blah blah. Um, that it's not the image that lasts. You know. It's not. It doesn't work for her, eventually. Um. So I like that, mm. and that's my monologue. Hi. So I love this movie. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Is one of my top films. I agree with everything that you guys have said. Of course. But <laughs> of course, like, how could I not? Sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I even. Why would I utter such a sentence? I'm sorry. It should be assumed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this movie just gets to me in such a personal way. I feel so, so identified with Rose. It's, I don't know. And 
for, for those of you who don't know, a little trivia on me, I dated um, a physicist. So I kind of know <laughs> for a very long time. So I kind of know. Sheldon Cooper. Yeah, so I kind of know the dynamic between the passionate girl who reads a lot and, you know, believes in love and wants to hear Puccini in her head when, you know, <laughs> she kisses someone to a very, you know, very logical, theoretic, you know, close-minded person. So it, this movie, I, I feel very, very identified on certain aspects. Of course, not everything. I, you know, um, I only wish I had her apartment <laughs> in New yeah. York. But um, so yeah, it, it, it's a very, very personal movie for me. I, I don't remember what week it was, but uh, we had to choose best speech in a movie. And for me, her classroom speech is one of the best. Um, very good. I, I, I sometimes I feel like I recommend this movie just for people to watch that scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a great um, scene. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's it's perfection. I love Barbara Streisand. I love her. I love her music. I love her movies. The fact that she directed this movie just makes it all the oh better. Oh my god! Of course, I completely yeah. forgot to even mention that <laughs> she, she marked Jacobs to this. Film. Yeah, so I, she produced it. She directed it. Yeah, yeah. And she started, um, of course. Yeah. Um, I love her. I love her. I can't. I can't take my eyes off her. She. She is not your, quote unquote, classical beauty, but she is just gorgeous. Her hands are oh, beautiful. Her nails. Her hands. Everything. Her nails. Yeah. Um, her face. Uh, I actually have a, an unpopular opinion. Oh. Um, her nails. No. Cringe. Yeah, because I picture my life with that long nails. Oh, oh that's because you're not used to yeah. it. So that's maybe yeah, yeah, I don't wear long nails. It makes me a bit like, ooh, but um, yeah, no, 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 I, I think her, her hands are just perfection. Her long, like her long, yeah. and she's always had this as well. Like, yes, yeah. yes, she's so elegant, but at the same time, she is so funny. Yeah, she is yeah. so funny, and she is self-deprecating, and it's just um, the script in this movie is what you know wins my heart. I mean, you guys said the one-liners are just incredible, but the entire script for me is perfection. It's just wonderful. It reminds me, the whole dynamic of the script, it reminds me a little bit of when Harry met Sally. It's very quick, it's very witty, yeah. it's, I don't know. This this movie is very personal to me, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah. But I do agree, I do agree that he's, he's an incredibly selfish person. Um, I, think, I think if I'm going to defend him, it goes a little with, this whole theory that he wants to prove, which in the end, you know, spoiler alert, doesn't really <laughs> matter because, you know, love wins. Yeah. And, and you can see him slowly, I, I believe that you can see him slowly yeah. falling in love with, with her, which actually confuses him. And that's why he acts the way yeah. that he does. At the dinner. Did, you, um, did you guys notice that uh, the bedroom, when, when they get married, um, how, more stuff that belongs to her start appearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's falling it in love with her. Pink and the wall, and, yeah, yeah, the wall turned pink. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. So, you yeah. know, when they get married, you know, it's like very Scandinavian kind of room and they're very awkward. But then as, as he starts falling in love with her, like more drapes start coming along. Yeah. And, you know, like, uh, uh, yeah. So that, that's yeah. a great metaphor. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, it's wonderful. And I also see it in, in the kiss that they have when they're about to make love that 
he always says that he goes crazy for someone when they're about to make love. And at first you see him like very doubtful with the kiss, but then he kind of like fully goes into it, but then gets into his head again and has to leave. And so, yeah. And the fact that, I mean, the fact that he just says, you know, to her that she doesn't need any of it, you know, she, she, she doesn't need it. And if you think about it, I, I don't agree with the theory that he wants to prove, but I do agree to some extent that at some point in your life, I mean, being in love doesn't last forever. You can love someone forever, but you know, being in love, that passion and all of that kind of transforms, I believe. And all you want is, you know, a friend and a companion in your life who either be your wife or your husband or your partner or whatever. And so I kind of, I kind of see where he's going. Yeah. But sex mm -hmm. is a must. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. <laughs> to some extent, I can understand him. I don't, I don't support his theory, but I can understand what he means with going crazy and, you know, like getting rid of that and getting to the part where you're comfortable with your partner. Yeah. Mm. For me, my heart broke for him a little bit when I think it's when it's with he's with his friend and it's after she's left him. And oh, he's, yeah. he's kind of trying to defend himself. And he's like saying, like, at the end of it, don't you, the whole point was we we had that, we got to skip all of the, the, the bad and awkward stuff. And we got to have that ultimate companionship. And it's like, isn't that what anybody wants? Like what we had was so perfect. And it's like, I don't disagree with him. It's true. And I, I do feel sad for him in that moment because he was truly in his mind happy with her in yeah. that, you know? Yeah yeah, 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 and that makes me sad because it's like I, I, because obviously I, I'm with her and I get her one thousand percent, but I feel sad for him as a person and how he is as a person, especially being yeah. like that kind of a human being. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's weird because I was just sympathizing with her character, just just the need, the one, the wanting um, to be loved, you know, the wanting to and feel wanted is the one, the bigger deal, wanted, the wanting to, yeah, to to feel loved and. And the fact that he couldn't give that to her, just that's what made me sad mm. for her character. But then now uh, that you raise those points, then yeah, you're right. That made me right. sad when he says that. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you him. do want that companionship and more. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and also because, I mean, you, you for me, there's no age limit for love. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, if we're going to go all technical in, in what in where they are in their lives, they are older and, you know, they already have their careers and, yeah, they just they're just looking for maybe that piece that is missing, you know, everything else. Yeah, companionship, yeah. Yeah, yeah everything else pretty seems on track, you know. Which again I liked because um, again it is it just lends to the fact that it is a very different kind of romance. And and I did yeah. like that a lot. I really did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also liked and disliked like I mean, I liked it because I understand why it's in the film. But I found it very painful in a good way. Uh that she's in the shadow of not only her mom, but her sister as well. Mm. Like everyone preferring her, everyone comparing her to her sister, um, everyone losing hope on her ever getting married. So I understand why she also accepted the agreement because, yeah. she, and she actually tells her mom, is like, well, I don't have yeah. people doing, yeah. so this is the best offer I have, I'm gonna take it. One thing that I do love about mm -hmm. his character is that he notices the little things about her. Yes. Yeah. So that's, me, that's yeah. one thing that I've I've said it and I will keep saying it. That's what I want. I want the, the, that person to notice the little things because I'm very like, I notice these things and I mm -hmm. want them to, 
I hate aloof people, the oblivious people. Like I need just consideration. Consideration. Yes. Yeah. And for me, that's what I liked about him. And you know, um, the perfect bite and the and it's actually what you want as well. You know, yeah. at the beginning of the movie, she says, "I just want the man who knows me." Yeah. 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 And who knows what brand of toothpaste I I use? Yeah. 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 So and he does. Yeah. And in most movies, you know, you see most rom-coms you see characters getting together and you picture them getting married and stuff and like I don't feel jealous of them most of the times but with them I do because I can picture the perfect you know couple that's in partners and they're probably not gonna have kids because that that, that ship sailed a long time ago um, but yeah companionship you know yeah. it's not it's not as much as um, they've been struck by love, but as in they grow into each other somehow to some extent. And I think that's what anyone wants, to be fair. Yeah, that's yeah. respect and understanding. And, yeah. you know, something that might be seen as relatively mundane doesn't have to be a negative thing. There can be beauty in things like that. And I think this mm -hmm. film really does show that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so my favorite scene, of course, it's going to be the lecture, and I'm going to pick another one because okay, because okay. Um, apart from the ending, because it's always nice, you know, when he goes and he's losing his mind and blah blah blah, and she goes downstairs. There's a there's a scene that really strikes me, and it's uh, dinner with his with her mom. Literally, I was going to say. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Okay. Because he's he's to some extent he's aloof he doesn't notice the like he says very randomly you don't need makeup you know but you're smart so you don't need that you have all the good things and so he doesn't really notice this the small details but he notices his perfect bite and also he defends her without to some extent realizing because you know when when she's uh dipping the bread he just goes and does the yeah, same yeah, yeah. yes or and he's yeah yes. i love so, that um, so he's defending her, and her mom is just going like, "What's mm. going on here?" You know, because yeah. she cannot control him, uh, which that's what she's really used to mm. yeah. controlling men. Uh, so, yeah, and also another scene that I love is um, the woman-to-woman -woman scene they have that morning when she wakes up and the mom hasn't gone to sleep, and you can see a broken woman in front of her, and that really. It's heartbreaking and beautiful because she's basically one acknowledging the fact that she has had her kids, even though she didn't want to, and two that she's never felt what love is supposed to feel like. You know, like she she's never been in love, and that's that's quite a big statement for someone who's been married and has kids. So I'm gonna go with these two, apart from the obvious ones. That that was actually gonna be my pick. The the conversation between her and her mother that morning and when she admits she didn't have that with her father because it's it's like a little win for her at the same time and yeah. i think that's like a turning point for her and how she feels within herself as well she finally sees her mom as a human being yeah and, yeah. That, and we do as well yeah in a way yeah, yeah. um quotes yeah everything that lauren bacall says uh everything <laughs> I want I want someone to go crazy out of his mind for me. 
I want to feel passion and heat and sweat and madness. I want Valentine's and Cupid's and all the rest of that crap. I want it all. That was just one of the quotes. When she said that, it stuck out and I was trying to find it. Um, but yeah. And scene, obviously. Um, I'm just going to go with the lecture hall scene because I just thought that was brilliant. I just love how natural she is. Like, to me, it's like she wasn't even acting. She was just talking. Mm. And that's what I love about her. Like, I was literally looking at it. Like, it just the way she was just gesturing and talking, it's like she just moved like she was just being herself and that's what I love and that's what makes you believe it and you know sucks you in and it felt like an actual real lecture yeah yeah for me okay so best scene for me I mean it's it's the lecture for sure but I'll go with with another one so so it's not that obvious I <laughs> it's um it's the scene where they they both they're already married and they go out to dinner and he says, uh, so the waiter comes, would you care for some pepper? I would, she wouldn't. Mm. And then can you please give, bring yes. a little side dish. And then he goes and, and she, and you can see her smile as to, you know, it's wow. Happening. You know me. <laughs> and then he goes and analyzes what she does with her plate. So goes counterclockwise cut the and then comes my favorite uh, uh, remove the unwanted parts start stacking up the food and then comes my favorite part the perfect bite and it kind of is like oh my god yeah. <laughs> i yes. love that restaurant scene i just love yeah, it yeah me too and also because it, it, and it's Sorry, I was just going to no, say that no. it's the first time it's the first time you see that he's falling in love with her because yeah. he yeah. he feels busy. Yeah. But what I love about that scene also is exactly that that you see them just falling in love and you know, oh my god, they're falling in love, but you still know that he can't let go of his, you know, mind because right after that that you know, she announces that she wants to have sex and everything goes to shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I, I just love that scene. And then for quotes, uh, everything that Lauren Bacall says, everything, <laughs> um, if I have to choose one, it would be where uh, Rose tells her to make coffee and she says, I raised two daughters, I buried a husband, I've made my coffee. Like, What did I say to yeah. you? I was like, I hope I, I can say that at some point in my life because yeah. if yes. I can, like, I'm using it. <laughs> go make the coffee. Like, shut I've, up I've made my coffee. I love that. Um, and then my favorite quote for for her is, is the end of the lecture, like as some of you might know, while it lasts. Um, mm. It just feels fucking great. Mm. Because it just, you know, it really just encapsulates what, what, what yeah. humans feel when you fall in love mm. and you're just, you know, yeah, I think... I think we all, in some way, I mean, maybe people will disagree, but whatever. I think we all, in some way, want to hear Puccini in our heads, you know? It just feels fucking great. So yeah. I, I love that end of the lecture. Yes. That's me. For me, quotes, it would be either when she says, you know, I want someone who knows me, who knows the toothpaste that I use and that part. But going back to one of my favorite scenes, when Lawrence Bacall says, um, a woman my age shouldn't be left alone with her, with her thoughts. And yeah. I really oh, like that yeah. sentence. Yeah, that's a yes. good one. That's an excellent one. Did, did anyone notice a young Eli Roth as one of her 
lecture students. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shall we school? Okay. Um, B, you wanted to announce that we had changed the criteria? Yes, sorry. Okay. So um, normally, guys, we have a very different criteria when we're voting our films. So we would actually always be looking at stuff like acting, directing, score, cinematography. But we're doing bonus week and we're making it a bit more relaxed for ourselves. Also, some criteria we don't really think is necessarily applicable for these kinds of films. So instead, we've gone with plot, acting, chemistry, costume, hair, makeup, look, because that can still be relevant, soundtrack, because, you know, you've got to mm -hmm. have something in the background, and spice points remain as ever present. Um, should I start then? Please do. Okay, so for French Kiss, Arrate gave it an 8.8, .8, Belinda gave it an 8.8, .8, Sabrina gave it an 8.9, and I gave it a solid nine. Nice. I, uh, it was, this is tough though, because you're right, because then I look at it and I'm like, but, uh. but no, you know what, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. An 8.8 8 is a super solid score. There's the voice yeah, of reason. Thank you, Annie. You're <laughs> she, welcome. she always comes in with this. <laughs> It is a good call. It's um, a good score. So while you were sleeping, uh, we have Annie with an 8.9, myself with a 9.2, because of course I chose it, so I'm biased. <laughs> uh, Belinda with an 8.1, and Sabrina with an 8.3. Solid scores. Well, yeah, I was disappointed with uh, Belinda's, though. I knew she was going to say that. And no, I'm just I'm pulling your leg, really. No, but, is it is really like, but it is like lower compared to the rest. But it's, and it's not like I don't like it. I think it's just we have this where we look at it and we're like, and then I look at everyone else's scores and I'm like, I'm doing something wrong. No, I think it's a solid <laughs> film. I love it, but it's if if I were to compare it to French Kiss and Pillow Talk, which are to me, they're my they're my favorite films. Like how you yeah. feel about while you were sleeping. That's how I feel about French Kiss and Pillow Talk. That's no, I was just taking also, the piece because we were talking about it before. But I it's, felt it's a good sad score. when I looked yeah. at it. I was no, like, oh, it's a good no. score. It's an eight. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But and also, if you think about it, I mean, if you if you say randomly, just score it from one to ten, you probably give it an eight point nine, a nine, or something. Mm -hmm. But then, if you break it down into different categories, of yeah. course, you're going to be more objective with yeah. certain categories. Yeah. So yeah. that lowers or ups the point. That's true. And and also, there are specific points, like for example, costume. You cannot compare something like Peter Bog with while I was sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, exactly. that's not, because it's not even the theme of the movie. It's not something you no, would need in while you were yeah. sleeping. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Although when she stepped out in her wedding dress, Sabrina was like, is that seriously what she's gonna wear? Oh my god, yeah, that was that was that hurt. <laughs> Poor baby. Okay. Uh pillow talk. Annie gave it an eight point five, Arate eight point seven, I gave it an eight point nine, and Sabrina also gave it an eight point nine. Okay. Solid score. Um, the mirror has two faces. Annie, of course, and, and nine point five, mm. which is yes. I think Super your high. highest yeah. rated film. Is right? it my highest? I think so. Nine point wow. no. five. Wait, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is nine point seven. Wow. Oh, okay. That's so high. Okay, but then it's the second one then for you. Mm. Arate, you gave it a nine point one. Bel Belinda gave it an eight point six, and I also gave it an eight point six. Solid. Yeah. I think we're very happy. Good. I mean, considering <laughs> most of these movies, if you look at them online and what they're rated, they're not rated that high, which to me is shocking because it's like, do you not know what good movies are? 
Exactly. <laughs> Do you not know what they're talking about? Yeah, basically. Um, should we explain also the criteria will change for bonus weeks for the questions? Yes. Yep. Does anybody want to do it? I actually have Go a ahead. question. <laughs> okay, so, you guys, usually we rehearse this beforehand, but today was, was a difficult day at work, so uh, we're all catching up. You go, B. <laughs> and yeah, I'm the only one who wasn't working, but I'm the one with the question. <laughs> uh, and you um, can explain. <laughs> yeah, so basically how we finish uh, the podcast always, that we finish with one question, we decided for uh, themes week, we're, we're not going to use our regular questions. We're going to create uh, theme-specific questions. There are going to be four because we will be choosing four movies. But instead of providing multiple answers to one question, we have to limit ourselves to only one answer per question. So the questions for this theme are going to be best and worst couple, best and worst kiss, emotional and cringe moment, and then we're going to go with best supportive or antagonist characters. So we don't take have to do it in, in this order. Yeah. Um, we'll so whoever forever, has yeah. like something. Something to say, just fill in the blanks quickly say, while we think. Yeah, please. But they have to go with this one as well. You guys are on a roll and I'm really confused. <laughs> it, changed, <laughs> it changed Marisa Tomei to Marisa Romeo. Oh, wait. Are we Arrate, Julia Roberts and Nick Nolte. Come on, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> they hated each other, right? In real life. We will obviously read these out eventually, but we yeah. need to come up with them first. <laughs> <laughs> for weddings and a funeral I know Tom is going to hate me he doesn't have to know oh Sabrina good choice which one uh, best kiss uh, yes. oh yes I'm just trying to think now like the worst ones like the bad the cringe I am the ugly yeah, this is honestly. So after much deliberation, <laughs> it's been 84 years. <laughs> the pandemic is over. We can actually leave our houses now. Yeah. And we've managed to answer these questions. No, I even I threw my even This is our first theme yeah. week, so we will be better as it evolves. I even had the time to throw my necklace into the sea. <laughs> and die <laughs> and that's your ghost yes okay so Julia Roberts and Richard Gere are just basically iconic uh, Pretty Woman is the quintessential romantic comedy it is fantastic it's mm -hmm. the best plot she is gorgeous he is gorgeous it's a Gary Marshall movie like Check, 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 check. And their chemistry is just beyond. Ding, ding, ding. ding, ding, ding. And then um, Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore, I love separately, but it just didn't work. Sorry, guys. No, it, it didn't. Just, it, it didn't work. Um, so I picked the same answer as Annie, uh, which was Julia Roberts and Richard Gere, because even in Runaway Bride, which is not a solid movie, them both <laughs> together was just perfect. Yeah. So that proves how 
while they work together. And then for word couple, I chose Julia Roberts and Nick Nolte, and I think that needs no more explanation. So you can go on. And he needs an explanation. <laughs> well, no, I can see your point. I love that movie, though. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> you know what? I'll watch it again. Just for you. Well, I mean, I'll give it another try. Movie, but it's not a great movie, but you know, it's it's it's, it's just it didn't work for me. It didn't it didn't no, of course. Of it course. didn't work. I put Robert Downey Jr. and Marisa Tomei in only you specifically because I think they work perfect. They're great. They look suited as well. And yes. I just thought their chemistry was fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. And then worst couple, technically cheating here, but whatever, it's uh, Tom Hanks and Parker Posey in uh, You've Got Mail, which is his initial partner. And it's just like, well, what are you even doing together? Listen, this was, uh, it's very hard to, to, to pick because there are so many um, amazing romantic comedies and worst couple was super difficult. So I might change this and I will um, redo this next week if I have to. Um, but Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler, I just love all their movies together for some reason. They just they just work well together. And Kirsten Dunst and Richard Hillman in Bring It On. And Bring It On is actually one of my favorite um, comedy, romance, sport movie. And he was the initial boyfriend before she, you know, spoiler, gets with Cliff Pant. Pantone, Pantone. Pantone. Um, yeah, but like I said, I might edit these and change them again because I wasn't like 100% happy with them. <laughs> Arata, you're up. Um, okay, so best and worst kiss. Um, so French kiss, we actually discussed it during uh, during the review of the movie. It's just wonderful. The French music, the vineyard how he grabs her uh, from the dress. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. And then Notting Hill, I feel very, very bad, but I love that movie. I'm just not a huge fan of the chemistry between Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant. Oh, I see what you mean. Unpopular opinion, I know, but it's just not quite there for me. No, no, I see what you mean though. I kind of agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, in my case, I chose French Kiss as well because Annie has no life and she has to pick whatever I pick. Um, and <laughs> the reasoning is pretty much the same because you know everyone wants to be grabbed like uh, like that. And uh, Ben did like Beckham. It's basically because I love the movie. I think it 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 is not a, it's not a romantic comedy per se as we were discussing offline, uh, but also it has a lot of comedy, it has a lot of background, you know, like different, um, I don't know, families and backgrounds and stuff. And I think it's a movie that works perfectly well until he goes and says goodbye at the airport and just basically hoovers her face when he's trying to kiss her. And you can actually see the actress going like, what the fuck are you trying to do on my face? Like, it's very awkward. There's no, it feels awkward, you know, there's no chemistry. Like, I don't know, it was, it, it's, it's cringy. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, just please go ahead and watch it and let me know your reviews. Uh, for, for best, um, I did, okay, debatable, but reasoning behind it, serendipity, because I think it's actually four years that elapse from the one night that they meet to the one night that they have the re-encounter and they finally share a kiss and it's nice. And I think it's just, it's, it's beautiful. 
And then whilst I went with what Harate said, because firstly, I couldn't think of shit. And then when I saw that she put that down, I was like, oh my God, 100% true. Slap that one in. I went with the notebook um, when Orion Gosling passionately, you know, it still isn't over. And then he grabs her worst. To I will get continued. to be continued. I'll get back to you next week. <laughs> oh, that one. Hold your thought. All right. Uh, now we've got emotional and cringe moments. I'm kind of glad I got this category. <laughs> and he went with, <laughs> and he went with Barbara's speech. Uh, she wanting some, want someone to go crazy for me. Best, worst. I'm a girl in front of a boy, Notting Hill. Arate did Darcy's speech from Pride and Prejudice. And then, is it raining for weddings and the funeral? <laughs> I went for the notebook, that, which is the, the kiss scene Sabrina chose, but still is the best emotional moment. And the pretty in pink dancing sequence. Sabrina went with the poem in 10 Things I Hate About You and uh, blankety blank for cringe moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. Uh, 10 Things I Hate About You is one of my, again, I know I keep saying it's one of my, but it is, it's in my top like five favorite romantic films. And that scene, it just always makes me emotional because it's just the way she's crying and the way he's looking at her as well. It's like, it's just, yeah, it's a very emotional scene. Yeah. Um, I did, uh, so I went with the notebook scene that Sabrina says. For me, it's just because it's like such a passionate moment. And like she said, the love is still there even after all these years and nothing's really changed. Um, and then the cringe moment I went with it was Ducky, right? That was his name. Yeah. His little fresh little dance sequence in the in the record shop with I the, love that scene. I'm just like, calm down, kid. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> oh no, that's the best scene. That's I'm one like, of the best scenes. I couldn't think of shit. I told you. <laughs> so if I have some guy dancing over to me when I'm trying to work or something, I'd be like, I don't stop. Just stop. That and if a guy sing, ah, I should have picked a scene where a guy is singing to someone, because that's one thing I can't I get really cringed. I think if someone started singing to me, that's the cue for me to leave and never mm. return. Even Adam Driver in Marriage Story. <laughs> yeah, I, I love him, but I was watching that. And even then I was kind of like, oh, he's singing right now. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what it is. Um, so I went with Darcy's speech at the end of Pride Prejudice for uh, most emotional, because I think it's the first time you can actually see him humbled um because during the movie he's like very stoic very cold very distant and when he finally has a little bit of hope you can see how his even the shape of his eyebrows change and his face you know when he looks at her so um i like i like first the speech and also how he portrays it and the cringiest of course it's uh, for weddings and the funeral because uh, that scene where they just so basically they're stoked and they go like, oh, is it raining? I didn't notice. It's like, oh, for the love of God. Like, that doesn't happen. You can be crazy in love and yet realize that someone is pissing all over you. Um, <laughs> so. Um, for our viewers who, who are just getting to know Arrate, she literally has a thesis <laughs> written. <laughs> this scene. <laughs> with four weddings and a funeral. And it's just, it's become a... A common a denominator in most conversations. <laughs> yes, it's been brought up. It's been brought up. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to need my girl Sabri to re to tell the quote again because that moment is quite incredible. 
I want someone to go crazy out of his mind for me. I want to feel passion and heat, sweat and madness. I want Valentine's and Cupid's and all the rest of that crap. I want it all. Yeah. And what mar marks it as a very emotional scene for me is that she's been hiding so much to, you know, to not let what her true feelings are and what she really wants. And then she kind of like goes for it. And the cringiest, I'm just a girl in front of a boy asking her to love you. Like, like, no, no, and no. There's no need for me to go into that. No, just no. The, sound, the soundtrack in the movie, that was great. Oh, no, 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 and I love the movie. I would watch, I've seen Notting Hill so many times, but that yeah, scene, but, yeah, even the hurts, first time yeah. I watched it was like, hmm. yeah, just yeah, no. painful, painful. Um, and, and then the last, last question, um, best supportive and antagonistic characters. I mean, oh. Rupert Everett <laughs> singing at the restaurant. It's the just, wake up. Wake up. <laughs> and just, he has the best one-liners of the movie. He's just uh, incredible, incredible. He's, 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 even, he's even the movie though, because in that movie, I hate Julia Roberts. I think she's a despicable human being. And he's actually the one telling her, he doesn't want you, just let it go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You have a small window of decency <laughs> to, get to, that, to get to the altar and stand next to him. I suggest you take it. He's <laughs> just fantastic. I love yeah. him. I love him. He's just the perfect, perfect supportive. And uh, what did I put? Um, oh, yeah, Bradley Cooper, because talk about douche central, what a dick, specifically where he takes his lover to the office locks her in the closet and then has sex with his wife he can fuck off basically yeah yeah um so for best supportive i went with uh judy greer from princess and dresses because um i think she's a great great actress and she's been um i think she's um she's getting more active roles lately but it's true that for the naughty years she was mostly getting supportive acting um roles and first of all, she's a great actress, but in that movie, she's just basically great. I love it when she slaps at um, at her friend, as in wake up, you know, you're just being silly. And she just um, talks shit about the, the sister because the sister is diabolic. And I like how straightforward she is. Also the fact that she swears a lot as someone I know. Um, so yeah, I like her character. And for despicable character, aka villain, so I went a bit rogue here and I chose Hugh Grant from Richard Jones, although I have to say that I love him. It was just like the the, the good villain. Um, if I had to choose a despicable one that I hate and I would slap in real life, I would go with Belinda's choice in uh, Pretty Woman. Yeah. But um, yeah, I chose um, Hugh Grant to be a little bit naughty. A little bit shaky. So um, I, because I'm such a thief, um, Annie's option for Rupert Everett, because he is an amazing friend. And like, yes, he does call her on her shit, but at the same time, he's not an asshole about it. He, he's yeah. there for her. He's so her. Yeah. yeah. My favorite is the ending scene when he's got her on the phone, he's approaching her, and he still manages to make her smile. And yeah, I went with um, Jason Alexander and Pretty Woman, because he is a total turd bag especially when he tries to force himself on her and it's just like and when Richard get punches him it's like oh my God. and I chose 
both from Made in Manhattan, um, Stephanie and Lionel, um, Bob Hoskins, and I think her name is Marissa in, in real life, in Made in Manhattan, they're just so supportive of her. And Caroline Lane um, in Made in Manhattan as an antagonistic character. <clears throat> Even though she's a total bitch in this film, I love her character. She's just amazing. She makes the film. Um, Caroline Lane yeah. in Made in Manhattan. Yeah. My girlfriends. Yeah. That was bonus week. She's recording. I don't know feelings, so I have to go and kill it because we will refuse to kill it. Oh, you've been recording this whole time. No, she just recorded it now. Oh. <laughs> Sabrina, can you please just yell, I will leave. I will leave. I will leave right now. I will leave. <laughs>